Welcome to another episode of the Calgary Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Slim. This conversation was a really good one with Eric and Chris Martinez, who are fitness business coaches based out of Texas. They actually just moved to Texas from California. Uh, you'll, you'll hear why they moved from LA to Houston. And I think that that part of the story was actually really amazing to hear because, you know, we think about the glitz and glam of LA, but they decided to slow it down and really press pause and, and think about what they're trying to achieve and you know creating more impact for their clients i think was first and foremost so they decided to move make that big shift their brothers uh their twins they just they, i mean they've been in the online training sphere for years for almost a decade um and they have a book called rise of the fit pros and it's to help fitness business coaches realize that you know this online training thing it's it's the real deal it is uh it's accessible for clients especially right now during COVID 19. you know it could be helpful for gym owners as well to go with like a hybrid model so that would be some in studio as well as allowing some sort of programming online as well and they have their own podcast as well called the dynamic lifestyle and I think you're going to get a lot of value out of this one because it wasn't just about building an online fitness business. There was a lot with their story and how they lost their father very traumatically, actually, three days before Christmas years ago. And, you know, how they went into the to a dark space after that and how they grew from that and, you know, to develop their business working together. You know, it's funny. I asked them as well uh, as twins. Did they get into any fights working together? Uh, in this fitness business. So it was a great conversation to have. Chris and Eric Martinez, uh, if you need more information, check them out on Instagram. That's where they're most, they're doing a lot of their stuff. So uh, anyways, here's Chris and Eric. Welcome to another episode of the Calgary Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Slim, with Chris and Eric Martinez today. And this one, I think, is going to be really valuable. And it's going to take us to another side of the fitness industry that maybe a lot of you don't know about. Maybe you're going through a fitness journey on your own. But, you know, really understanding and taking that veil off about what personal trainers do and, and how they help their clients. I think that this will be really, really valuable for the, for the audience. So let's get into it right away. And I just want to know, hey, guys, give me like a 50-foot overview, who you are, you know, who do you help and who do you serve? Absolutely. Uh, thanks so much for having us, Justin. Uh, I mean, I have to ask you really quick, have you ever interviewed a pair of twins? Uh, you know, what's really funny about that is my best friends growing up are identical twins and we're still <laughs> friends to this day in an interview setting. No, I haven't said I haven't interviewed twins, but uh, yeah, I've got a couple of buddies that are. Awesome. Love it. Love it. So yeah, once again, thanks for having Chris and myself on and yeah, let's kick this off. I mean, I think the best way to, you know, just give a, an idea of who we are is take your audience and listeners back 18 years. So, um, you know, we grew up in a very picture perfect lifestyle with, uh, with our family, uh, back in Northern California. Uh, our father was a correctional officer at San Quentin state prison. So he really, um, raised us to just, um, all about education, work ethics. So he was a great role model and mentor to us. And Unfortunately, uh, three days before Christmas when we were uh, seniors in high school, um, he passed away in a car accident and we got a knock on our door very late at night at three in the morning by a California Highway Patrol officer and chaplain. And 
you know, that combination at that, not at that time of uh, hour is not a good thing. So I remember seeing, um, you know, my mom just like, you know, on, on the floor screaming bloody murder. I, I thought I was in a, in a nightmare, but turns out it wasn't a nightmare. It was the reality of it. And he fell asleep behind the wheel and he died instantly. So right then and there, our whole life was just uh, turned upside down. Um, and then three months later, my mom turned to alcohol and antidepressant pills just due to the grief. Um, she lost her mother three months after that as well, too. So it was like a ton of bricks hit our family. And Chris and I were just, we're kids, you know, I mean, 17, 18 years old, it's like, you're barely grasping the cuss of like, you know, adulthood. So it was tough. You know, we had our battles with just like alcohol, just, um, you know, dealing with anger, just went down a really dark road, you know, for about five to six years. And just went through the motions in life, to be honest. And, you know, one thing that I, what, what's really hard is just, um, you know, you wish you can get that time back, you know, and, and for all the things you kind of just went through, but you can't do that, unfortunately, in life. So what we've done now is turn um, our messes into our messages and help inspire people that have gone through that and just tell them that, you know, adversity is part of life and you got to reframe it and use it as a blessing disguise. So after that, Chris and I um, were mentored by Dr. Lay Norton, a huge fitness pioneer in the industry. And we went on to hire other uh, fitness pioneers to learn the craft of, uh, you know, personal training and online coaching when it was early on about a decade ago. So we got into this whole industry with online coaching very early on we started off as personal trainers at a uh, you know independent gym as well too but yeah and i would say after that you know we we started our business dynamic duo training you know where we've uh you know reached multiple six-figure uh you know levels we've uh, served thousands of clients all around the world with just custom online uh, nutrition programs and fitness programs and literally you know we've been doing that for the last decade and in the last four years we started our uh new business dynamic fit pros to help fitness professionals create more income impact influence and independence and really teach them the, the models and systems that have been uh, working so well for us the last decade and other than that you know we have a podcast the dynamic lifestyle podcast and we've you know written a couple books and uh do speaking as well too i gotta know i mean that's uh, thank you so much for being vulnerable first yeah. and foremost uh you, you know telling a story about your dad tell me about the relationship with your father and kind of how he shaped you and i i mean you did mention that you were in a dark place and you know i gotta know how do you go from that dark place to seeing you know getting out of that and, and seeing the light yeah, that's a great question. I mean, <clears throat> kind of to sum that up, like how our dad was with us was, you know, he was a correctional officer at San Quentin. That was a, it's a big state prison um, over in California. So every single day, you know, he was kind of dealing with like, you know, the worst of the worst, you know? So I think his biggest fear, which we'll never know, but his biggest fear was us like turning out like that or, you know, getting in trouble or just not fulfilling our lifestyle. So every time he'd come home, you know, very strict on us, make sure we did our homework, make sure we were in sports, make sure that we just weren't making bad decisions, you know? So we always looked at it as like, man, like, you know, dad's so rough on us and like, you know, he's so strict and you just like, he doesn't let us do anything. But now I look back at it and I mean, I'm thankful because he instilled like a work ethic. He instilled a grit in us, you know, that really set us up for where we're at right now. So that's kind of how the relationship was with him. Um, how we got out of that dark path was I was reading a muscular development magazine and there was a column in there by Dr. Lane Norton. And, you know, he was a PhD in nutritional sciences, natural bodybuilder. And I was fascinated by the article and I was like, man, this guy, there's no way he's, you know, natural and there's no way he has a PhD combined. He's doing all this cool stuff. So, you know, I contacted him, hired him as a coach, you know, five years later, we, we were mentored under him and learned all of his exercise and nutrition kind of like philosophies. We got our certifications through it, but that's really what the spark was, you know, because, that's really what kind of just made us look at everything as like, okay, let's turn this around. Like, you know, we weren't raised like this to keep going through the motions, going down a dark path, getting in trouble and all that stuff. So we ended up creating our business and serving people out of that. 
And I mean, I mean, you you can almost make parallels. I mean, it's I know it's not exactly the same, but people going dealing with this COVID nineteen right now, it, it may be tough in the moment. But when we reflect on this years down the road, maybe it was a time for learning and reflection and growth. Mm -hmm. how, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I think that's a great point, Justin. And the way I've seen it, and the way I've really tried to, you know, just frame this to my fitness professional students through this whole COVID thing is just um, it's it's a it's a real like test of like who's a real entrepreneur and who's not. And, you know, how much, you know, grit and adversity can you deal with? And I think it's just a moment for all of us to really instill stillness into our lives. Um, I really like the book by Ryan Holiday, Stillness is the Key. And for me, it's, it's brought a lot of stillness and just going back to, you know, the simplicity of life and what really is important, right? So um, I think there's blessings all around this whole COVID situation. Obviously, you know, certain uh, aspects of it is very, very tragic and we still are left with a lot of uncertainty. I feel for a lot of business owners, gym owners that are dealing with this, but in a lot of mental issues uh, for people. But at the same time, it's like, we were all dealt the same deck of cards when this happened. Nobody anticipated this. Nobody was ready for this, right? So at the same time, it is it is like a, an even playing field with the deck of cards that was dealt. It just all depends on how you sit there and distribute those cards and what you do with it, right? How do you sit there and pivot? How do you make the best of the situation? How do you you know, feed off certain things. Where do you, where's the putt going? So, um, that's kind of my, 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 my perspective on that. I don't know if you have something different. Yeah. I was just going to say, I mean, like if, if you, if you have for uh, personal trainers or fitness uh, coaches listening to this, obviously this time was the time to sit there and, you know, skill stack and, and build new skill sets that mm -hmm. you didn't have. Right. And maybe one of those things was going online and kind of like recession and, and future proofing your business. Right. Other people, you know, obviously that you're going to have them play the victim roles and, you know, like wait it out, wait it out. And, oh, poor me, poor me. Why? this happen and you know months are going to fly by and no skills are added you know mo no money saved no nothing new is coming out of it and then you're going to have the other people where it's like there's a silver lining out of everything you know and like for us i'll, I'll just give an example for us because i can't speak for everybody's uh, situation but we were living in los angeles and you know pre-pandemic i mean we we're going 100 miles per hour like literally you know doing our business you know trying to dabble into like auditions with like commercials because you know it was hollywood we're twins um you know, we were trying to go to the gym. We were dealing with fighting traffic. You know, I was trying to sustain my relationship with my, my fiance. I mean, it was just madness every single day, madness, hundred miles per hour. And then finally, when, you know, the pandemic hit, like Eric said, it gave me a chance to just like get some clarity and slow down a little bit and be like, Hey, what is most important? You know, mm -hmm. like, do I really need to run my business like this? Like, do I really need to go do X, Y, Z? So for me, I mean, it was a huge kind of like, you know, silver lining and blessing, but yeah, I would, if I would sat here and said, it's not hard or there was these were all easy times. I'd be lying because there are, there were hard times. There still is hard times with all the uncertainty and all the, all the crap going on. I think that's a, what a great perspective too. And I, I love that you mentioned too, when you were going hundred miles per hour before the pandemic, this is almost like an awakening for a lot of people to say, you know what, maybe you do have to slow down. Maybe you've just got to focus on what's most important in this life. So I love to hear that at this point. I want to go back like almost a decade. Like let's talk about 2009 to 2011 when you were training clients, when you were training people. I guess, how do you make that transition then? I mean, you mentioned that you were early in the transition to online training. Tell me about that transition and, and why you, you started that uh, 10 years ago. Yeah. I mean, 2009, 2011, we we're just kind of, um, you know, working at a, a small kind of mom and pops gym. It was uh, like a small, like, you know, independent gym, maybe like thousand square feet. And, um, we were kind of thrown into it, you know, and that's what we tell our fit pros is eventually, if you want to work at a commercial gym, eventually try to go to an independent gym because you're going to learn skills as far as sales marketing. You're not going to have to depend on them feeding you clients, all that stuff. Right. 
So we had, we got thrown into that head first, you know, we learned all that stuff and learned all these different skill sets, but then we saw it, that, that, that model was broken with the personal training that, you know, it's a hamster wheel where it's just trading time for dollars and you can only do so many sessions in a week, so much time, you can only charge a certain amount, right? So it was a broken business model that we couldn't scale and be more profitable. Um, and then we hired Lane and we're just like, man, like this guy is doing like online coaching. We didn't even know it was a thing, but the way he had his model set up and the accountability check-ins and everything individualized, everything through email, we're like, crap, like this is awesome. Like, let's study this for a little bit. Let's keep doing personal training, but let's study it. Let's build this slowly and let's take advantage of some of the things that we can really capitalize that he's not doing like well with like client experience, doing video, doing audio, doing things more personal, things like that. So that was really kind of like the big pivoting point was just that it was a broken model. Model. And, and I'm, what's funny too, Justin, is what I'm seeing these days, and I could be wrong with this prediction, but I'm seeing that the online Zoom coaching is almost becoming the new one-to-one -one in-person training sessions. And it's, it's again, I'm trying to get this out there early to our fit pros and other people. Um, it's a broken model. And you have to get into some model where there's more sustainability. You can scale it more. There's weekly accountability check-ins. It's more individualized stuff because you're getting into that same model where you're hoping that they're going to show up on that Zoom call. You're hoping they're going to pay for that session. And you got to sit there and bust your ass on those workouts and really motivate them. So it's just mentally, physically, emotionally just taxing, you know, time after time. I'd love to hear about now too, I guess, let's flip it to, to like a client perspective as well. With COVID-19, I mean, a lot of people are turning to online training itself, right? I mean, before it may have just been, you know, oh yeah, there's online training, whatever. I'd rather see somebody in person, but now it's almost becoming a necessity. So talk about it from like a client perspective and, and how can, they can really benefit from getting online training. Yeah, no, that's great. And like, that's that, that even like brings me to a point, a subject that I've, I've been saying, you know, since this COVID started too, where just a lot of personal trainers, you know, they they have a lot of false and self-limiting beliefs to begin with, right? Fear of getting started, fear of failing, uh, comparison syndrome, uh, imposter syndrome, a scarce money mindset. So, you know, there is a huge supply right now for fitness, right? It's just all about the demand. Do, do these personal trainers really believe in the online model and really see that that's where a lot of things are going in the future? So I think from a client perspective, um, they're all in, right? Because they don't really have a choice. Uh, health is your wealth. It's kind of like the new thing, especially with like COVID, your immunity health, everything to where it's like everybody wants longevity. So you have to, you know, put your health at the forefront of everything. So I think from a client perspective, it's like they're all in, you know, they just just want to sit there and have some sort of hope and accountability and, and a plan to get them from point A to point B, you know, and get them to their destination and transform their lives. Yeah. I was going to say too, what I'm seeing too, is just like, it's going to be really interesting when, you know, quote unquote, things go back to normal or everything uh, lifts. And then there's every gym's open again. I like just, you know, consumer wise, psychology wise, like are people really going to go back to the gym? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's going to be an even split almost to where, you know, those people that go back to the gym and there is personal trainers, it's going to be a rare instance to where these personal trainers, it's almost like the tables are going to turn, right? Like back when, before COVID, you know, personal training in person was becoming a commodity, right? But now it's going to be something to where they can charge it as a premium because it's going to be so rare and scarce now, you know? Um, and then, you know, obviously online training might become to the point where it's more of a commodity. So it's interesting, man. It really, really is interesting kind of like where things are going, how the landscape and the fitness industry has like kind of shaped and where it's going. But yeah, that, that's kind of my predictions mm -hmm. and <laughs> what I think is going to go on. So I want to talk, you did mention there just about the scarcity mindset versus a growth mindset. I mean, especially during COVID-19, there's 
I mean, there, you could throw predictions out all day long about how long this COVID-19 pandemic is going to last, but nobody actually knows. So talk about during this time, how do you practice like a scarce or how do you get away from that scarcity mindset into a growth mindset? Yeah, that's a great one. Uh, I'll, I'll give you my take on that. And um, I get it, you know, for I want to I want to show some empathy first for, you know, people that are having that mindset. And it's like, it's hard, you know, I get it. You know, there's a lot of uncertain times, there was a lot of things thrown our way to where it's like a lot of us want to hold on to our money, because we don't know what's going to happen going forward. So I totally understand that. But at the same time, it's like, you can't sit there and just be so still and just so complacent. And you know, just understand that it's like, it's going to take, you know, you to invest, to build a business and make money and, and acquire skill sets. And the best thing you can do is, you know, acquire proximity, right? Proximity buys you both speed and information. And, and that's what it's really all about these days. And that's what's made us very successful is hiring, you know, high level mentors and coaches to expedite the learning curve and really buy that proximity. So um, I think the best thing you could do is, you know, start reading uh, books around, you know, money mindset to, to build that and, and break down that, that false belief barrier. You can listen to audiobooks, you can watch videos. Um, for me, I like to even, you know, write myself a check, you know, and just put that somewhere very visible to where I want to make this amount of money, whether it's in the month or the year to where it's, it's always reminding me every day to be more abundant with money. But not only that, just keep my eye on the prize and know that that's possible to attain. Um, and I get it. You know, a lot of us were brought up with very just, you know, dark and, and false belief patterns through our, our family, through the school system to where it's hard to break those. So um, I think that's yeah, two more like practical yeah. things I would say is like start surrounding yourself around people mm -hmm. that you know want to be wealthy. Yeah. They want more abundance, you know, because if you're hanging out with people where they're holding on to their money, they're scared that they're looking at things as expenses over investments. I mean, what do you think is going to happen? Your, your mindset's going to be just like them. So it's like misery, misery loves company. Right. And the second thing I would say is, you know, you got to go back in the past. You know, I just read this one book called wired for wealth and he talks about uh, money scripts and money scripts are basically, you know, self-living beliefs that we were taught by our parents and growing up like money doesn't grow on trees oh you should go to college and get a degree and get a safe job like these are all like money scripts the deal they come back and haunt us right now so brainstorm some of the stuff you know like have a conversation with your parents what were what were some of the things that you taught us about money go back and kind of rewire your brain around those things I'm really curious too, during this time, like let's talk a little bit about your training, like your training in a gym, like I don't know if the gyms are open right now in Texas, like I haven't looked into that or anything, but here in Canada, our um, our gyms have reopened. Obviously there's restrictions and there's times and, and different, um, but I wanna know about your physical training. How are you guys staying fit? How are you guys uh, getting through this? Yeah, yeah, I'll start off with that. Um, so. I mean, we just got to Texas literally a week ago, <laughs> so it looks like everything's open uh, from what we know. You just have to wear a mask, but that's better than than being shut down in California, right? Um, but for us, though, I mean, it always starts with the gym. I, I like the challenge of a gym. I like progressive overload. I, I love the whole science and you know all that behind um, you know training. So for me, I'm always going to need like a four to five day like training split, whether it's like full body, whether I'm training upper lower. Right now, it's more upper lower, and then the fifth day is a specialization day on what like a lagging body part I'm trying to bring up. But you know, and then I got into boxing too. Um, uh, during the pandemic, that was a really good kind of like mental t uh, type of training. So I got into boxing. So I'm trying to incorporate that a couple of days a week too. But for me, it, it always starts in the gym and I got to have at least a four to five days, you know, per week in the gym. And if I do that, then I feel really good about myself and I know I'm challenging myself and my physique. Yeah. And just for me, very similar, Justin, but I mean, I'll go back to like when the, when this all started, you know, I was in Los Angeles and like a one bedroom place and literally there was not much to work with. I had some bands and I just, I made do with what I had, you know, I got very creative. 
creative and just did kind of like full body circuit workouts and a lot of calisthenic type stuff. And then I just, I, I went for a lot of walks and, and like, you know, to me, it's just, it's always about just comes down to like, you know, no excuses, only solutions. And, you know, again, there's, there's ways to, to, to get around it and just do with what you only have. And, you know, big, uh, underlying component is neat, right? So non-exercise activity thermogenesis. I mean, what people don't understand is like, you can sit there and just like your step counts are, are going to really just like, you know, put you over the edge in terms of uh, burning calories over the course of days, weeks, and months and how that compounds. So for me, uh, neat was a big one. So yeah, I just, you know, I did everything I could literally without like a gym. And I'll say this. I mean, in Canada, we're about to get cold. We're about to see the snow. <laughs> I don't want to say the S word to guys who are in Texas right now. But uh, I will say one thing about the pandemic. I have never seen so many people in my neighborhood walk around. And like you said, it's all about the neat. And it's like people who discredit walking. I mean, that is it's it's a mistake to the training that you're you're maybe mm -hmm. trying to achieve. I want to know, do you guys have any specific goals with your training right now? Or is it more just overall health and wellness? Yeah. I mean, for me right now, since we got back into a gym, I mean, literally it's only been like a couple of days. So I'm definitely, I started like a new four day split and it's just like more of like, like upper lower split. And it's more about just kind of just like building my, my, um, work capacity back up. Right. Just both like, you know, physically and neurally and just taking it easy. I don't want to get injured. And it's like been a while since I've really hit like the main lifts and, and stuff to full effect. So for me, it's just kind of getting back into the flow of things. And then give it like at least like a, a month. And then from there I can start kind of just like adding more weight and just bringing up the intensity and volume possibly. But yeah, it's just more about just getting back into it, learning the moving patterns once again, and just again, fall in love with the process of it. Yeah. And I would say for me, I mean, like I'm a, I'm a buck 70 right now. And like, I feel like I'm pretty fairly lean at 170. And I like kind of how I feel and look right now, but I want to just kind of do like a gain tain phase where I'm just like maintaining or just maintaining like 170, but I want to put on a little bit of muscle mass and then definitely like work on the big three that the bench deadlift and, and squats. Cause I haven't been able to do that for like a year, you know, really kind of progressing it. So I'm looking forward to that with the gyms open now. I like that gain tain. I like that. that <laughs> yeah. Good one. Um, I'm curious, why did you make the move from uh, Texas, uh, from California? Whew, oh, man. We just did a whole podcast on that. I know. So that was fun. It's funny. <laughs> it was like about 30 minutes worth of just like literally everything. But uh, I'll try to really just keep it short, Justin. Uh, to be honest, you know, I mean, we're born and raised in California. Uh, I love California. That's home. Uh, truly grateful to have spent so much time there, both in Northern and Southern California. And, but when this pandemic hit, it really, like I said, um, it really gave me perspective and, and just like clarity on going forward and what is really most important. And to me, it, living in like a city like Los Angeles, obviously there's, there's a lot of pros and cons. There's a lot of, you know, uh, opportunity, but you know, with opportunity comes costs as well too. Right. So there's a lot of distractions out there and for me, I just, I was at peace with like everything that I did out there, everything that I got to, you know, just accomplish and take, um, you know, full just opportunity on. And I didn't need that anymore. I didn't need that type of lifestyle. Like for me, it's just more about like seeing to where the puck is going. If we go into another lockdown and, and obviously life has changed, society has changed. And, you know, whether that's somebody that wants to be in denial about that, it has changed and it will into 2021 be similar to this. So I'm kind of just like predicting and, and seeing where I can just fit my lifestyle and just work from home, like have a bigger space, create better content, have like an audio room, a media room to sit there and focus on that. And you can't do that in California. Everything's so expensive. And for what you get, all the taxes, uh, it's very liberal, everything to where 
I'm just, I was at that point where I was like, I've had enough and I, I work very hard, you know, as a business owner to where, you know, I, I make a good living, you know, and I know the potential our business has. So for me, it was just like, I need to get out of here and set myself up for the next like two to five years and just have more space and, and do what's right. Who I echo all that. <laughs> and so whereabouts in Texas are you? Dallas. Dallas. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. But we're not Cowboys fans. Did you guys cheer for, uh, okay. So we're in Canada and we love hockey. Did you cheer yeah. for the stars at all when they were in the, uh, the playoffs there? Um, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I have never really gotten into hockey. Um, even though like, I mean, we grew up as like more of like the San Jose sharks fans because we were in Northern California nor uh, near the Bay area, but I need to get more into hockey, man. I'll be honest. Yeah. But this is like a football state. Like yeah. they, we already got a, a lot of heads up where it's like high school, like, <laughs> like college, like, you know, the Cowboys, like it's, it's a definitely football state. Wicked. Hey, I got to know too, as brothers, how do you find working together, owning a business together? Have you guys ever like gotten to fist fights or fisticuffs or anything? <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. I don't even know how long ago this was, but it was probably like maybe 15, 20 years ago. Like we got in a fight at the, at the house. I don't remember what it was for, but, um, you know, one of us like, you know, tackled one of the other into like a window and we didn't go through the whole thing, but we cracked it and our dad got so pissed off at us. So I remember that was probably like the the closest of like the physical altercation we got in. But I mean, there's times, honestly, Justin, where we bicker at each other, but we get over it. And then like the next couple of minutes, because it's just like, we know how li how short life is and how stupid, like the, the, the conversation would be or what we got uh, angry at, but we'll voice our opinions and, you know, we'll stand by that and we'll just move on. But it's part of the game being a business owner and having like a, you know, a business partner with, with it. But I think we've done a really good job of kind of just like evolving as good business owners and, and that relationship. And what really helps out is every single Monday we do, a really intense kind of like meeting for the week. You know, what, what's the social media plan? What's the marketing plan? How many sales do we need? All these different things. And if we didn't do that, I mean, I think that we would probably sit there and definitely start like, you know, throwing some fists. <laughs> yeah. And I think it just comes down to self-awareness and communication, right? I mean, at the end of the day, business and, and partners, it's, it's a relationship just like anything else. And it's like, you have to communicate and have uncomfortable, uh, what's it called uncomfortable, um, conversations in order to grow. So, you know, we've learned through that and just the whole leadership role too has taken time as well too. That's a, that's a huge skill set that's very underrated and people don't really see it as like a skill set, but being the, the leaders and the CEOs of everything that we're doing and, you know, delegating things to our team, it's just, it's a whole nother ball game when you start scaling a business. So yeah, I think that just understanding our strengths and weaknesses too, has just been a, a really just, you know, game changer for us as business owners. And I want to know too now, like uh, you mentioned social media plan, and I love that you actually have a plan because a lot of people in the fitness industry, it's like, I'm going to post a gym selfie today. And then <laughs> like, I mean, having a plan with social media, that's my kind of bread and butter. Like my main job is working in, um, as a, as a digital, a digital media manager. Mm -hmm. So like having a plan and a structure, I mean, that creates freedom. How do you feel about social media? Oh man, it's, it's everything. I think content is king, you know, and that's, that's one thing that we're just really big on. And the, if you, if you really think about content, it's, you got to use it as analogy of, um, you making several deposits into people's bank accounts through content, right? Through valuable, intentional, relatable, and shareable content. And the name of the game is like, is what's KLT, right? No like trust or no love trust. And it's like, how do you get a stranger to become a friend, to become a buyer, right? How do you get to know, how do you get them to know, like, and trust you? And it takes time, right? It's like, you know, I would say that, you know, most people are just very, just impatient with it. They do, they don't have a strategic game plan. It goes, back to the, the intention of their posts and content posts and, and creation to where they just half ass it, you know, it's uh, it's quantity over quality. And 
for me, it's like, if you understand, you know, the psychology behind uh, content creation and you really capitalize it, I mean, you could do some cool things from it. I mean, for us, I'll, I'll be honest, like all of our leads and, and most of like our earnings have come through, you know, social media, uh, just content and just word of mouth and referral. So I, I got to know too, like who is your biggest, like if you were to look up somebody as kind of a mentor in the social media sphere, who would you look to as someone who's doing it right? Yeah, mm, that's a good question. I'll say uh, for me, I like Jason Capital. Um, and I like I like Craig Ballantyne as well, too. I think he does a really good job with his with his stuff. Yeah, Craig was actually a coach of mine for a while there. Who was Craig Ballantyne? Oh, yeah. nice, man. Yeah, yeah he's Craig's a good cool guy. guy. Good guy. He's doing some great stuff on social media. Totally. And his um, social selling story, too. Like he just yeah. has like a formula. And that's when we go back to that structure and that calendar and just knowing that you have to enter the conversation or enter the mind of the prospect, right? And just right. realize that each and every day, they may be some thinking of something a little bit different. And I think that that's a good thing uh, to remember yeah. for a lot of fitness pros. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just for an example, like for anybody that's listening, it's like, if you go into the weekend, you know, that's probably not going to be something where it's like, you're going to want to teach heavy stuff because people are in weekend mode. You know, they just did a long work week. It's like, do they really want to consume all this heavy stuff and kind of retain it? It's like, no, they, they probably want some more fun lifestyle type of stuff. And then maybe like on a Sunday or Monday, you know, they're feeling bad about just eating crappy or hadn't had a couple of cheat meals or they have no motivation. Okay. Well, you got to think about it. They need some motivation, they need some inspiration. They need some empathy to be like, it's okay that they messed up. And it's a new week and you just get after it again. So that's really mm -hmm. important getting into like the, the mind of like the consumer every single day. Before we move on, I, I just want to know where, what is your favorite social media platform and where can everybody find you? Gotcha, man. I, 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 easily it's, uh, it's Instagram. Um, there's just so many components to it. I love how there's, uh, there's like, I would say six different neighborhoods, right? You have like your standalone posts and videos, you have your stories, your lives, highlight reels, Instagram TV, and DMs. then DMs. So there's so many different things you can do with it. But uh, yeah, our, our handle is uh, at Chris and Eric Martinez. And I would say, Justin, I would challenge that uh, podcasting is, yeah. is becoming a social media platform, to be honest, you know? So I would say I, I love podcasting. You know, I really, really do. We've been at it for over three years now, and I just love it. You know, I'm looking to take it to that next level, you know, next year, and all that stuff. So I, I would say podcasting is my favorite social media platform. I love the long form of podcast too, because to be honest with you, I think that a lot of context is missed. And I'll give you a good example. Are you guys on TikTok at all? We have our account, but I just, I can't get into it. I can't. And that's, that's the one I find where it's like, it's hard to give people context because everything is just like a 60 second highlight reel. And it's given to like audiences that you don't have any control over. Right. Yeah. It's, it, and that's the thing about like Instagram you have your audience, you have that uh, KLT factor. Um, but when it comes to TikTok, sometimes, and that's why it's it's funny on TikTok, especially in the fitness sphere, it's like, you've got dietitians battling bodybuilders, and you've got, you know, pro lifters battling beginners. And it's just like, nah, like that, I understand why TikTok is a little bit harder to get into. While yeah. it can be fun, there's a lot of information that's like, you're butting heads and going back to the fisticuffs things, like people are throwing jabs at each other and it's it's just becoming a little bit toxic <laughs> i'm glad that instagram is the is the good one for you yeah so i want to know too if there's like a uh let's say a personal trainer or a gym owner right now let's talk about gym owners themselves during this time i, I mean you mentioned about a hybrid model can you talk about the hybrid model 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the hybrid model, that's like something we wrote our whole entire book about rise of the fit pros was really doing the hybrid training model of like in-person and online training. Right. So there's basically four hybrid training models that a personal trainer can do. So the very first one is called an 80, 20 hybrid model. So that's basically where they say you have a client, they come in maybe once a week or once every two weeks and you do a personal training session with them. You walk them through like the individualized training program that you, you made for them as an online, um, you know, program. And then the rest of that 80% is all remote coaching. It's accountability. It's just like you would do normal online coaching. So that's an 80-20 hybrid. The next one is the 50-50 hybrid model. So that's basically if you want to be a personal trainer and have 10 to 15 clients in person, if you want to be an online trainer, have about 10 to 15 remote clients. The next one is um, extra cash hybrid. And that's one if somebody wants to still predominantly do full-time personal training and then maybe they just want three to five online clients to make some extra cash. And then the other one is remote hybrid. And that's basically somebody that wants to just be full-time like online trainer, maybe three to five people in person um, clients. So that's the four hybrid models we teach, but it's a beautiful model. really, really is because you have two income streams and you get the best of both worlds because nothing's going to replace that in-person training. It's just not, you know, nobody can really argue that it's just a different dynamic and it's in person. You know, it's just, there's nothing that's going to replace it, but you have to have two income streams now, especially with the pandemic. But like I said, um, I, I don't know where things are kind of like going with this. You know, I really, really have a hunch that the new hybrid, there's going to be a new, new hybrid model. You know, I'm trying to figure it out right now, but I have a good understanding of what it's looking like. And I just think the zoom coaching is becoming the normal one-to-one in, in-house traditional PT. And then I think that people are going to have to do a new type of online coaching model where there's just more, more accountability, more individualization, um, to free up more time and scale it because you can't scale the one-to-one zoom coaching, even if it's a group style, you just can't. Yeah. And I think for, for gym owners, Justin, I think that they just have to have an open mindset if they want to survive, you know, and just have like some sort of online component, whether it's like an app or a member's area or video on demand, they, they have to have it. It's a must to where, they're just going to, they're going to, they're going to tank if they don't, you know, they have to have some sort of continuity program to retain these clients. And I think too, I mean, what I saw on the wall street journal yesterday was, uh, Los Angeles, uh, they built the first Equinox, like the full on Equinox outside. So that's going to be very interesting going into like 2021. It's like what gym is going to sit there and, and take the risk of building a full on outside gym and who's going to actually want to attend that. So it's interesting. It's not going to happen here in Canada. I can <laughs> say, too many seasons. <laughs> we our summer. I'm not even kidding you. Probably lasts about six weeks. So wow, shoot, <laughs> not yeah. actually, but like this summer has actually been very gorgeous. Like we're into October now, and we're still, uh, geez, if I were to do the math, we're probably at about 55 degrees right now. So okay. I mean, it could be worse. We've still got sunshine. So uh, in years past, we've had uh, like I mean, two feet of snow on the ground by now. So it's uh it's a outdoor gyms i don't know if that's going to happen just yet so (laughs) gotcha so i want to know uh before we go here and i want to be respectful of your time final question here for both of you if you were to just say you know you've got some guiding principles that you want to get that out to the masses so you mentioned at the beginning it's you know creating impact and and everything to that end i want to know what are your guiding principles when it comes to fitness when it comes to business and when it comes to life in general yeah, that's a good one. I'll give I'll give the listeners one and this can apply to both like personal trainers or business owners and it's an acronym um OCS, right? So 
The O stands for ownership. So always take extreme ownership in what you're doing as like a fitness professional, a business owner, a leader, right? It's like no matter whether you make a mistake or anything, take extreme ownership and move on and learn. Uh, the C is for create, right? Um, we are creators at the end of the day um, as business owners and personal trainers. We have to create a good customer experience and create a good game plan you know, for uh, clients. And as a business owner, you have to sit there and create, create, create just to move the needle forward in your business. And then the S is for serve, right? Ultimately, we are servants and we want to sit there and go out there and serve at the highest level. So own, create, and serve. I think that that's a powerful one that can really apply just to both personal trainers and business owners going forward. Yeah. So I guess Eric wants to play the acronym game. So <laughs> I'll give you one. It's called TAP, T-A-P. Okay. So I think you can apply this to business, life, um, fitness, but the T stands for test, the A stands for adapt, and the P stands for pivot. So I'll give you an example. Like for us, I use this TAP um, acronym and we basically are testing out living in Texas now, right? That's the test. Now the DAP period, I, I, I can't give you a timeline. That could be a week, it could be a month, it could be a year or two years, right? But you have to somewhat adapt a little bit and just see what comes out of it. And then if you don't like it, if you can't adapt, if the test doesn't work good, then you pivot. Nobody says you have to sit there and keep doing the same thing or be unfulfilled or be unhappy. Same thing in fitness. You try something, you test something else out. Maybe it's a nutrition concept. Maybe it's a new workout um, you know, routine. You adapt and just see if you get results. If you like it, if you don't like it, then you pivot. You know, so I really, really like like that acronym TAP to really like, you know, go into business life and, and fitness. I like it, Chris. I, I think I got them on that one. <laughs> awesome. I love the acronym game. Now, I before we leave here, I just want to acknowledge both of you, Chris, Eric. Thank you so much for being who you are, going through some dark periods in your life and pivoting to make that into a life of service where you help people you know, wherever they are in their fitness journey and now to fitness coaches who are looking to build and develop their business because a lot of people, they may just be stuck in their ways. So I want to acknowledge both of you for how hard you've worked to come to where you are today. And I know you mentioned on the website too that you even had trouble speaking at the beginning. I, I'd love to hear about that yeah. real quick before we go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, like I had a, a speech like impediment, I think sixth or seventh grade, you know, and I had to go see kind of like a speech therapist. So I think I, I mentioned that inside like the, the, the reel that we had in our, in our um, speaking reel was I had a speech impediment. And if I can overcome that and I can get on stages and talk in front of hundreds of people and do thousands of videos and, and, you know, hundreds of podcast episodes and all that, I mean, why can't you, you know? So that, that's kind of what that story was about. Yeah. And thanks so much for the acknowledgement, Justin. Really appreciate it. that. means a lot. Great. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you want to add before I, uh, before I end the podcast here? I think that's it. You know, just honestly, uh, thanks so much for having us. This was a great discussion. Um, hopefully we provided value to the listeners and they can just get one nugget out of there and just my advice is go take action. Just go out there, take action and test everything out. And if you guys want to learn more about us, follow us on Instagram at Chris and Eric Martinez, check out our podcast, dynamic lifestyle podcast. And if you're a fit pro that wants to build your business, head on over to dynamicfitpros.com. Chris, Eric, thank you so much. I'm going to stop the recording, but hang on the line for just one second. All right. All right. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Calgary Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed this one, let's make it grow. And the only way that we're going to do that is by you leaving five-star reviews and written reviews on both Apple and Spotify. So if you you can take 30 seconds to give this a five-star rating. I mean, if you don't know how to do that, just Google it. You'll be able to find it there. No problem. You can figure out how to do it. It will help this podcast grow because we want to get that information out to the world. Anyways, that would mean the world to me. Thank you so much. Have an awesome day.